breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And you know that, uh, and I make no uh, bones about this, uh, I talk about the news. I am a commentator on what's going on in the world around us. I try to be an observer of the culture. But I do that from a very specific place. If you're fairly new to the show, you may have not have heard me articulate this this explicitly, but I am a born-again, Bible-believing Christian, and I believe that it is important for me to interpret the uh, incidents and the observances of the world around us through that biblical grid. That's the, that's the thing that I'm most important about, which is uh, why I am so thrilled to talk to my next guest, uh, Walgina George Morgan is joining us and she has just written a book called Jesus is coming back get ready <laughs> and if and if you think that it uh that that sounds kind of imperative let me assure you she fully intends to uh, impress upon you that it in fact is well Gina welcome to Kevin McCullough radio good to have you thank you Kevin it's my pleasure I'm happy to be here uh, let's talk a little bit about um, who you are and what gives you kind of the position, the worldview, the the uh, point of view that you take in writing this book. Well, I'm a believer of Jesus. I have been since 19, well, since I was born, but in 1989, I came to the United States of America and I um, became born again. I was I attended this church in Queens called Bethel Gospel Tabernacle, and I yes. was stunned by the way the people were worshiping God, their hands were lifted in sheer adoration. And I said, gosh, I wish I had what they had. Because I could tell, I lived with my uncle, and the, the love that their family shared with their friends after church, they would visit their friends and they would have dinner, then go back to church for six o'clock services. I wanted that joy. I didn't have that. And um, I came here in April, and then, let's see, in June, the, the evangelist Bob Gass visited Bethel and I got saved. And ever since I've been serving the Lord and he has done so many, like I could call miracles in my life. I don't see myself ever turning back from serving God, knowing that he is real and that Jesus has called me for a purpose in this, in this earth. It's interesting that you use um, the, the language there in your description that you do, because I think for those that truly do feel um, God's hand on them, that it is it is impossible for them to say that I would I would ever return to what what it was before because they've they've known they've tasted they've seen what the goodness of God really represents and that for them there's no comparison. I don't know that that's always the case and sometimes the uh, the kind of lifelong Christian bubble that some people uh, end up living in. But when you've had when you've had an honest and authentic interaction with God, it, it certainly always um, shows up. Um, the The title of your book is interesting. Jesus is coming back. Get ready. Uh, some people would say you wrote the whole book on the cover. Um, what 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 are you trying to communicate to people here? And I, I asked that having just said you put the whole thing on the cover. Because this is what was given to me in a dream. It's, it's a vision in 2018. I went to bed. Something, you know, sometimes the Lord visits you with songs and he just wakes me up with songs and scriptural verses. Yep. I guess I'm not unique, but this happens a lot. And I went to bed and I, I was awakened around 5 a.m. Tears streaming down my face. I was like in sheer bliss and just awe because I had this vision. I stepped in my kid's bedroom that night and we were, I, as I recall, we were at this park in Mount Vernon. And darkness had enveloped the entire area, the sky, and the people were walking around all scared. 
they were frightful. And then something came and said to me, tell the, tell the people that Jesus is returning, that they should make him their Lord and their Savior. And I awoke and I was so scared. And I was, tears were literally rolling down my eyes. So I wrote it in my, um, in my diary, make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Over the years, I, I, the morning I awakened, I pondered on it. And over the years, I would think about it. The Holy Spirit would say, what are you doing with this? And I just kept putting it off, putting it off. And over the years, the Lord came back to me time and again during the pandemic. He said, you need to get this out. And in 2022, I sent it to a publisher and they said, yes, we'll take it. And in 2023, here we are. Jesus is coming back. People need to get ready. They need to know that he's their Lord and Savior, that he loves them and he wants us all to be saved. That's that's the message. If people are listening and they're they're cynical of the claims of Jesus, um, what type of experience would you share with them that demonstrate that he's had some sort of intervention in your life? Um, in 1995, a time and again, the Lord exposed himself to me in every minute, every hour, every second. Me meeting Laura the other day at the church, it's not fortuitous. It was designed by God because I was just visiting that church after, I, I worship at Times Square Church, and I just visited that church. But let me come back to the main question you asked me. In 1995, I had graduated college, and I uh, was going to the library in Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn. Outside our building, I live with my parents in this apartment on the first floor. And I saw this handsome looking man, boy, person looking there and standing there. And he said to me, you're going into this building? I said, sure, I am. I'll let you in. I don't know. I was naive or what? So I let him in and I thought he was going to continue up the stairs. But we lived on the first floor and he pushed me into the apartment. And the summer day in June 1995, police report will tell you. And um, I didn't know what to do because we walked like about six yards from the from the outside of the, the apartment inside the house into the apartment. And I didn't want to didn't know what to do. I started thinking, what should I do? People say in times like this, you have to bawl, you have to scream. And I, I, I testified at church at Bethel. The Holy Spirit had me yank the door open and we ended back out into the lobby of the building. I'm on my back now crying out. There was a big burly guy, a neighbor who used to come to my parents' apartment for Sunday dinners, he saw me on the ground and I said to him, David, help me, help me, David. David closed back his door. And then it came to me, God, we say so in church, we sing in the, ch in the church that there's power in the name of Jesus. Call on Jesus. And that's what I did. I said, Jesus, help me, help me, Jesus, in all my anguish. And the guy let go of me. He got off me. When I looked around, there was blood on the floor. I got cut. I have a keloid in my right hand. 16, 16, 16. I got 16 stitches from the from the cut. He had a gun, and I guess we were fighting. I got cut. I called the police after, and they said there were no reports filed. Only mine. Only one person called to let them know this is what happened. And it, if I, I, as I'm telling you this, Kevin, if I did not call on Jesus, I would be a dead person right now. He saved me. Physically, literally, hmm. he saved me and I'm alive today because of him. This is just one experience out of many, I can tell you. And uh, they are detailed in the book from Walgina, George Morgan, uh, and you can get a copy. Jesus is coming back. Get ready. Uh, you can also go to uh, her website, JICB.net. 
for more information. J-I, Jesus is coming back, just the first letter of each of those words, J-I-C-B dot N-E-T. Um, when we come back from this break, uh, Walgina, I want to talk to you about the uh, the urgency with which the title of your book uh, seems to indicate that it's it's imminent that he's he's not he's not waiting around uh, for some far off time in the future. You're saying get ready, meaning it could be uh, any time now. Uh, and talk a little bit more about uh, what your intentions are for the book as we go forward. She's Walgina. I'm Kevin, and we are with you here on Kevin McCullough Radio. Don't go away. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, so honored to have my guest, Walgina George Morgan, with us today. Uh, the book is called Jesus is Coming Back. Get ready. You can find out more at jicb.net. Jesus is Coming Back, jicb.net. And that will help you find uh, the book and the other things that Walgina is, uh, in, in, uh, is, is part of. Uh, she just uh, got through recounting for us a very harrowing experience in which uh, she cried out to God and, and an intervention occurred that saved her life. Uh, and she took Jesus very literally at his words uh, to call out to him. Uh, well, Gina, there's always people that are listening, uh, sometimes who are cynical, sometimes who say, well, I don't, I don't know if God really cares about me. I don't know if I'm, if I'm, uh, and this is what they will say. I don't know if I'm worthy of God's uh, attention or love, or if I've if I've done anything to you know make it worth His while to even notice that I'm here. If those people are listening right now, you have a message for them in this book. What is it? That God loves you. God loves us so much. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. I meet people every day on my job on elsewhere, and they say. I'm not worthy. I am this. I am that. I said, no, just think of what Jesus did for you. God sent his only son, Jesus. He gave his life. No one else did, but Jesus. So I just tell people he, he loves us. I know that he does. People might find it hard to believe, but he loves us and he wants us to know this. And this is what I even have it on my car. God loves you. You are so loved. I want people to know that God loves them. He cares for them, and that's why he wants them to have to live with them in eternity. Life is short, as I said, but eternity is long, and we have that mandate from the Holy Spirit. We have that mandate from from the Lord yeah. to tell everyone of His love. It's interesting. In my own congregation, we've been studying through the Book of First Corinthians, and if you are familiar with it, you know that uh, the church at Corinth was a pretty messed up place. The Christians there were behaving uh, behaving badly. And there were a lot of things that Paul needed to correct them on. But one of the things that uh, really stood out to me as we were studying some things this last week is that Paul made it very clear uh, in, in chapter nine, I believe it is, where he talks about using every method at his disposal to tell every person that he could ever meet 
uh, using every means by which he could uh, so that some of them would believe, so that some of them would say, yes, I, I, I need that. I'm, I'm going to believe in Jesus as well. It's easier for us to share our faith than sometimes I think that we, we, we think it is. And uh, it seems to me that one way that would be very easy to share one's faith with would be to share a book like yours that details a story like this. Um, but what are your intentions for this book? What do you want it to accomplish? Well, I would like for everyone, first off, to know that God loves them, that he is real, that Je that he sent his son Jesus, and that he will soon be coming back to earth. And we need to be prepared. Heaven, as they say, is a, is a place for prepared people. You want to be prepared. And this book is, is my goal in this book is to let people know that Jesus will certainly be returning to earth, and they need to be prepared and not spend life in hell. Hell, as we know, as we read, is a very terrible place. No one wants to go to hell. I don't think anyone would, even though some people might say they do. But when you when you look at the, the, the facts that are given, we know heaven seems to be a more desired place than hell. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about the love of God, and I, it strikes me that if we really do love God and love people, then we will love them enough to tell them the truth about what they need to hear. Uh, and that is what you're attempting to do in this book, uh, for sure. Uh, friends, I want you to, I want you to feel free to get a copy. Jesus is coming back, uh, exclamation point, get ready. That's the name of the book. And again, the website is jicb.net, jicb.net. And the author is Walgina George Morgan. And you can, um, you can find out more about all that she's involved in there. Walgina, what, um, what is, what is your um, what is your favorite aspect of your relationship with Jesus? This is this is something I think sometimes we 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 tell the gospel out of a you know fear based thing. Oh, if you don't want to go to hell, you got to go to heaven. You got to believe in Jesus. But I think that salvation is also beneficial for our time here on this planet. What what's your favorite aspect of your relationship to Him? My favorite aspect is obeying Him and watching Him work. You know, there's this pastor I think it's Charles Stanley who says obey God and, and, and leave the rest to him. You obey God and you see him fight your battles, mm. win everything. My faith is, is in the word of God and in his truth. I see him work every day, fighting my battles. I just leave it to him. Get up, pray and pray your way through the day. Pray and just having faith in the word of God and what he can do. Gives you great confidence uh, for, to, for how to live life for sure. Well, Gina, George Morgan, thank you for spending some time with us today. It's my pleasure, and I look forward to talking to more people and letting them know that Jesus is coming back, because this is our commission to go out and make disciples yeah. of all the world. The book is called Jesus is Coming Back. Get ready. The website is jicb.net. And uh, Walgina George Morgan, thank you again. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. <laughs> 